Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Uh, Today I have Mark with me. How's it going, Mark? Hey, going great. Cool. So today we're going to do something a little bit different and it's something we are going to start doing more regularly. And that is picking a topic based on something you guys asked us. And so today's topic is uh, Andras in our Authority Hacker Pro group that asked, but you don't need to be an Authority Hacker Pro member to ask. And he asked, uh, I'd love to hear about a day in the life of successful internet marketers, such as stuff like, do you work at regular hours or do you structure your day similar to a nine to five or completely differently? Do you have an alarm clock in the morning or do you even bother with that? Uh, do you miss the office? Uh, how do you cope with the ups and downs of the business? Uh, how do you explain your job to people? And do you think uh, you will be doing this in 5, 10, 20 years? So, I, actually, I think that's actually about five or six questions. But, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> that is going to be five podcasts. No, I'm kidding. It's just this one. Um, but if you guys want to ask us something, like you know, ask us for a topic for the podcast, you can actually go on authorityhacker.com slash ask. And we will be uh, picking the best ones and making podcasts about that. And and just to add to that, it doesn't have to be you know a topic which will cover a whole podcast. You know, we might do a podcast where we answer you know ten or twenty smaller questions as well. So really, you can ask us absolutely anything about you know internet marketing, the tools we use, health ambition. A lot of people have questions about that. So yeah. Email marketing, even like travel, lifestyle, money, psychology, or you know our favorite beers, that kind of stuff. All yeah. a- anything. <laughs> we might lose some audience there. Um, but anyway, actually talking about uh, the email marketing stuff, just before we get started, I've actually checked and on the uh, Authority Hacker blog, someone followed the same structure that we used in emailing a promo every day. Uh, someone called Corey, and he increased his revenue by four hundred percent, actually. Um, just by emailing every day. So uh, good job, Corey, and happy to see it works for other people, you know. Um, but let's just jump into Andrea's question first, and I'm going to let you start first, uh, Mark. So I guess the first question is, like, how do you, you know, how does your schedule work overall? Yeah, so I try to keep, I try to establish some sort of a, a routine, basically, and I've always done this, um, I, I'm just like a routine kind of person. Um, even though I really dislike the whole sort of nine to five office job thing, this it just, I don't know, it, it works for me. Um, so I, my typical day for me is I'll get up around somewhere between nine and 11 a.m. Uh, really not a morning person. Um, I hardly get any work done in the mornings or the first half of the day. Um, and I'll, I'll stay up till about, usually about 2 a.m., something like that. Try and get about eight hours sleep a night. Um, yeah, I, I like to sleep a lot as well. And yes, uh, I do set my alarm in the morning, though I tend to always wake up 10 minutes before it for some strange reason. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, I try and work Mondays to Fridays and keep the weekends free. Um, but I still... Like I, I never really switch off. Like I still check my emails every day. I have e- the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is check check my phone, which is next to my bed, and look at emails. I know that's like a bad thing um, in many sort of productivity circles, but it, it just 
this is the system that works. There's what people say you should do, and there's what people do, you know? Exactly. Um, probably about like one weekend and three, I'll have stuff to do. So I end up working like one of those days anyway. And uh, yeah, like I do try and be a bit flexible. Like in the summer, some days, if it's really nice outside and I'm having a bad day, I'll just like stop working and go out and then, you know, work on the Sunday instead or something like that. Oh, but there's in a general, festival in Budapest or something. Yeah, exactly. But in general, try and, I try and keep like a five day work week. Um, as well um yeah how about you uh the funny thing is like it's funny because if people knew me when we started our agency uh and you probably remember that but some days i was waking up at 11 p.m right uh and i was like starting to walk like i was going out first then i was coming back i was sobering up then i was starting to walk um my life is way more structured these days um, believe it or not, I actually wake up. Yeah, it's it's working a bit better too. Like strangely, you know, um, but I actually wake up at like eight a.m. most days. Um, sometimes as early as like seven a.m. actually, but I actually take time for me till like nine a.m. So I don't rush it. It's like I take breakfast. I kind of like watch the news. I follow the news a lot. Um, I you know take shower. Uh, I, I drink a lot of like uh, protein smoothies in the morning, so I go pick, I put everything together. Uh, I, you know, just catch up on some emails as well sometimes. Like, you know, night events, we make a lot of like sales at night and checking the stats from the day before. A lot of stuff doesn't show at midnight and so on. So, you know, kind of catching up till like 9, 9.15. Then I usually do my like email and urgent stuff till 10.30. Then I actually go out for a walk between 30 minutes to one hour and just think about stuff and usually um, add stuff to my to-do list as well during that time. So on my phone when I'm walking around and like Budapest has a lot of parks and I live like five minutes from the parliament next to the Danube and stuff so it's really nice. So I actually take like, yeah, quite a bit of time to, to think about stuff. Uh, then after that, I basically come back, I, uh, you know, walk for like an hour, then eat for like 30 minutes, then walk to like 8 or 9 p.m. Um, so pretty pretty long streak, but that's okay. Um, I kind of like alternate uh, like brain-intensive activities with low not-too-brain-intensive activities. Um, then around 8, 9 p.m., I either have just dinner at home or I go to the gym. Usually I go to the gym every two days. Uh, and after like... If I if it's not a gym day, then I would walk from like ten to twelve on like kind of like secondary projects, like things I should not be doing right now, but I kind of do them so that it prevents me from being distracted during the day. And then then I go to bed around twelve. And usually the weekends are completely off. I don't answer any email usually. I kind of like see them coming, but I just snooze them, and I get back to them in, on Monday. Uh, I think it's just good to kind of like set that limit that you're not going to be answering in the weekend. Uh, sometimes I answer on Sunday night though. Uh, and yeah, when I don't feel like it, I just, just get out and catch up when my girlfriend goes for shopping on Saturday afternoon and I just don't want to go. I'd rather walk. So I catch up there. I tend to, I tend to have my day kind of that starts very similar to yours, I think, aside from the walk. I had no idea you did that, actually. But Yeah, if you check my Google feed, I actually walk <laughs> like 7 to 10 kilometers per day on average. Wow. Uh, it's like, yeah, I walk a lot, actually. 
I tend to start off with like wake up, have a shower, get breakfast. Um, that whole process takes easily an hour, probably more even. Um, and then I'm, you know, I have my YouTube video or YouTube channels that I watch while I'm having breakfast. Um, then I, I try and get into, I try and start the day by getting basically all this distract, distracting work out of the way. So that's like, you know, any admin related thing, you know, emails, um, you know, anything like doing our accounting, you know, just, just stuff that's going to yeah. occupy my thought space. And also I like to do lots of little tasks to start with because it seems to like uh, checking them off my to-do list for the day gives me that like uh, dopamine rush or whatever when it's like feels like I'm actually accomplishing something, even though it's like one of the tasks might be, you know, book a haircut and that takes like literally 30 seconds. Amazing. Um, there was, there then, was a better place when you get a haircut. Yeah. And then um, uh, throughout the day, I, I build up to bigger and bigger tasks. Uh, I usually go to the gym late afternoon, like, well, middle afternoon, like three o'clock, something like that, just because it's quietest then. Um, fortunately, I now live right across the street, so it only takes like an hour, including having a shower and stuff, come back, uh, do some more work, have dinner. And then I actually have... Each day, I normally set one big thing to do. So the like, piece of work that might take, you know, several hours, or like, you know, it, it's a very big task or part of an even bigger one. And that's I'll do that always in the evening. Um, usually, I like to think I probably start that at like seven thirty, seven seven or eight, something like that. But probably more realistically, it's like nine nine thirty in the evening before I even start that, and I'll work all the way through till like two on doing that and that's when i like do i would say like 80 percent of my work in that time after dinner yeah, which is me. really weird and i know no one else or very few people seem to work that way but i've just always gotten things done better at night i don't know why that yeah is. another thing for me is like anything creative wanting to like brainstorm outlines for like courses and stuff like that like you know for even content like for these Fucking like 5,000 words blog posts we do and so on. Everything needs to be done before 11 a.m. for me. It's like I cannot do that after 11 a.m. Really? Yeah, it's just like impossible. I don't even try anymore. It's like I just push it back to the next day. Um, as you say, this kind of stuff is like when my head is clear, like, I don't know. It's like there's something with like getting out of bed. It's like, man, I, I take a lot of like vitamins and stuff and so on. It's like it just like gets all together around 10.30 a.m. And I have like a two-hour window maximum to get it done. Otherwise, it's, I'm just going to try the next day. I don't even try anymore. Uh, you mentioned like uh, when you're out walking, you add stuff to your to-do list. What do you actually use uh, uh, Asana, to, to manage actually. all that? So I have like a, a project called like Inbox. It's like the the getting things done by David Allen system. So I just like I just write stuff quickly on my phone. Then when I come back, I just open it and I just like put it in the right project, put deadlines on it, etc. And I kind of like arrange the rest of my day, i.e., when I actually do the important stuff. So usually when I actually do creative stuff, when I brainstorm, I would walk till like eleven thirty, twelve, and do the walk after, kind of organize everything I have to do after, and after when I come back, eat. And then just do the walk till like eight nine p.m. So do you then is your what you're doing throughout the day driven by what you see on your uh, Asana to do list? Then uh, I mean, yeah, I actually I don't answer to emergency at all. I believe that um, it's like nothing is really an emergency in what we do. 
and unless the site is down really um and that in the long run it's better to like push back answering to an angry customer that wants it right now but actually finish these bigger things you're working on um and and like especially when i'm working on courses getting me to reply to an email is going to be very very complicated right but i mean like day to day like if you when you wake up in the morning how do you decide what you have to do today is that based okay, on what you like, see um, in asana or there's is that... a, there's kind of like a bigger session on sunday night where i put it i put like the big objectives uh that i want what i want to get done this week and i kind of try to assign a day to it even though like most of the time it doesn't work um and after that um yeah it's like i just pick what i had for this day then i do my email kind of like brainstorming or uh reply or replying to email essentially then going out adding stuff then organizing everything when i get back at the beginning of the session they actually get stuff done that's on the list you know so yeah. there's there's many filters happening it's like the filter on sunday night there's the filter uh you know when i handle the emails with that or if i have to do creative stuff and then i kind of like take everything recompress that for the last the the, the six six seven hour session i have in the afternoon and then uh then then just set a ta- set a set of tasks and do it you know yeah um, but i also I- do a lot of support for our staff you know for our staff so i actually i'm called you know quite a bit during that time as well to fix stuff they do etc so yeah mm-hmm. i tend to uh i have a similar sort of strategy like the sunday night i plan out what i'm doing for the week but i i for Five almost six years now, I've used Microsoft OneNote, um, which for a Microsoft product is actually like really really good. For a Microsoft um, product, yeah, I think they bought it from someone else, developed it. That so, now everything makes sense. It, um, I have that on like my desktop, my laptop, my phone. It's all synced, and my home screen on that is basically like a to do list, and it has the seven days of the week and the seven checklists and I just populate that every week. Yeah. Um there's certain things like I'll even plan out which days I want to go to the gym uh on like the Sunday and then figure it out from there and I'll usually have like one main task and then uh lots of little tasks uh that I do before that. And and then anything that comes to my mind um I'll put that I have a separate sort of column called backlog and I just put it in there. And so I know that I'm going to process it at some point. I, I, every Sunday night, I look at that backlog and I think, is there any of these I should do, be doing this week? Um, and that's how I kind of plan out. Similar to what you said, though, there's how I plan out on Sunday and there's what actually happens. Yeah, I'd say it's maybe like 30% of what I plan is how it actually happens. Um, just that's pretty because, good already. Just because what we do i don't know it just it changes so much and like you know i mean you have meetings we talk together we're like oh let's change plans and then well you cancel half of what you had planned and you do something else so yeah yeah um exactly but, but one yeah, thing yeah. i like with asana over OneNote is that because of the subtask system when i need help from staff or from the team from like a designer or something then i can just make a subtask on that task i created that sunday and actually invite people in there to help me out. And that's super useful, actually. Yeah. If I'm working on something, you know, with, with someone else, then yeah, like definitely use Asana. If I need you to do anything, I always now ask on Asana. But it's it, OneNote for me, it's more like a, it's the closest thing, I think, to digital paper. 
And it's just so much easier and quicker to actually move things around. And it's the only thing I've been able to do where I've actually stuck to it. Like we used a Todoist yeah. for a while. And it's and that and Asana, they're great systems, but I think they're only they only really come into their own if you use it like if you're fully hundred percent committed to it and getting to that point is quite difficult. With OneNote, you you can use it like sixty percent of the time and it's still a very effective. System, yeah, which is, I see. It's I like if you don't update these systems, they just fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't update OneNote, it's it's easy. I mean, it's fine. You just next time you use it, you just move things around really quickly. Yeah. Um, you don't yeah. have to set dates or assign uh, things. I don't know. You don't have to do that either. It's like you can do that, but you don't have to. You know. Yeah. So it's okay. It's, I also like OneNote because whenever we're having meetings or whenever I'm like trying to come up with an idea or do brainstorming, I use I use it as well. Yeah. So like every meeting we've ever had, I have like a um, basically what we talked about and what the actions were written in some OneNote bit somewhere. All right, we need um, to change topic. Are we gonna rename that podcast Asana versus OneNote? You know, so, sure. <laughs> so, but it, yeah. it really does. It, it's it's how I structure my day it's based on what I see there. That's the first thing I look at when I turn my computer on in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, uh, talking about the uh, talking about the gym as well. You said like the days you peak, etc. Personally, I go like uh, every two days, kind of like two or three times a week, uh, one hour thirty to two hours. Now it's like I used to be a guy that just never exercises. I went through all my twenties not do, not lifting a single weight, not running a mile, or not doing anything. And actually, I find this balances me a lot. That helps me keep my morning schedule as well a lot. Um, I'm doing this at like eight p.m. And when I'm done at 10 p.m., then I'm just ready to just eat and go to bed. And that's actually what maintains my whole schedule together compared to when I was wake, waking up at 11 p.m., you know? Sure. I, I'm i much more, I don't know, like I've, I go to the gym a lot, but it's not, I don't, I don't think I go for as long of a time. Yeah. Like I try and go like four times a week at the moment. But I mean, I say this, and it's gonna sound like, oh yeah, you must be super healthy. That's 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 when I'm trying to be healthy, and then there'll come a point when, like, when I was moving apartment in the last like a month ago, there was about a month when I didn't go to the gym at all, just yeah. because a lot of other stuff was going on, and I was eating like fast food, and it was just it all went to hell, and I lost yeah. like six months of progress. <laughs> For me, it's like I mean, I have a trainer, so he kind of like he calls me if I'm not coming. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like it's actually it it keeps me going, uh, and also it just kills me. Uh, I actually my diet is not super balanced right now. It's all right, but not amazing. Uh, but just because like he makes me work out so hard, it just rebalances everything. I'm actually much fitter than I used to be now. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of nice. It, that, but that really balances my sleeping schedule. That makes the morning thing possible. Yeah. So I mean, like we both we both work from home, like in our own apartments. We both have uh, sort of like extra bedrooms which we use as as offices. Um, do you, do you miss having like a sort of big office with like lots of people in it, talking with colleagues, that kind uh, of stuff? Sometimes, but you know, it's like I can make friends in other ways, and it's like if it's just like oh, we can just hang out in the office and and play Nintendo sixty four, etc. It's like, well, is that really what your company should be doing, you know? Um, so, yeah, sometimes I miss it. I mean, we used to have that, um, but this is way more productive. Yeah, I mean, I don't miss it at all in the sense of, like, getting getting things done. 
I, I mean, yeah. really think that it was a big distraction more than a hindrance, more than a help to, you know, getting at least getting what I needed to do. And, you know, even like employees and stuff, I'm, I, I never thought anyone was that productive, um, you know, in the, in, in the office environment. There was just like a lot of people were talking all the time, a lot of distractions. Like, I don't see how anyone can really concentrate properly there, you know? Yeah, I mean that's what offices do, you know. It's just it's too social almost, you know. Yeah. It's like for for the kind of work we're doing, it's like it's sure you can. But now that you can, you know, screen share and video call, etc. Um, you can the level of interaction, especially for the stuff we do, where it's like everything's on the screen, so we can just share it. It's you know high definition, etc. It's like no problem. You can see my mouse. The same way people train on Atari Hacker Pro. And and it's like there's just no need to meet with each other. It's just like... Uh, the, the thing is, like, I can understand how some people might miss it, though. It's just like, you know, they, they want to... You know, they need this social part in their life from work, you know? And, yeah. and I don't think it's for everyone. And we saw it when we closed the office, actually, because... You know, half the staff just couldn't take it after three or four months, and and we lost a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's a fair point. Um, I, I still, I'm convinced. Actually, one of the biggest um, things that makes this easier, though, is actually like Slack. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's very hard to describe, and I'm sure we'll do some kind of more detailed review on Slack, but. Compared to Skype, what we used to use, it just feels much more, I don't know, like a better way of communicating. It feels like a professional thing. It's like Skype is really to talk to your mom and you yeah. know, see your family and stuff. It does a good job at that. But like this is more professional. It's just like to share documents, to uh, you know, look at the history of you know, when you share the password or something or whatever. This just makes things so much easier. So yeah, it's it's definitely... Uh, a good, I don't think it's like a revolution. I think it's a nice evolution. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, for, for I th- me, like it really felt revolutionary, like actually not using me. it, <laughs> but explaining it, like it, it's, it's still, it's just a chat program, you know, but it's, yeah. it's just, it's so much more than that. Um, yeah. Okay. So in terms of like holidays and vacations, I know you just got back from one, but like, how do you, view those in the sense of like work-life balance and all that well i actually come back from one but that's like i mean i took like a a small weekend off like for easter and we're like in april now but that's like my first two holidays in like 12 months you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so i haven't taken enough in the last 12 months to be honest but what i know is after four days break i get bored so i prefer like vacation so you know not like not this year but the two years before uh, we were going to like Thailand and staying a while and still walking from there, but like, you know, from the side of the swimming pool or, uh, from, from some kind of like shared office space in Chiang Mai and all these places and just, just like still walking, like kind of a half time and, and enjoying half time other things. Like I, I actually enjoy this better than not walking at all and taking holidays where you just do nothing and get in the sun. And I really get bored really quickly. Actually, I need my brain to walk. Otherwise, uh, there's no point to life for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same as well. I I don't really. Uh, I would just get I would just get so bored, you know, reading a book for a week on some beach. I mean, it sounds awesome, but it's it's just it's it's, not. <laughs> I, I need some sort of brain stimulation, you know. And I don't know. I just feel out of touch as well when that's going on. 
Um, like I remember when I was in Cuba, uh, like three years ago or something, they basically don't have internet there aside from like a couple of hotels. Um, and it felt like it, it was a great trip and we weren't just sitting on the beach. We were doing like proper traveling, driving around the whole country and stuff. But it was, it, it just felt kind of like weird being offline and not being able to use, you know, Google apps or any of these. Uh, yeah. Things. I actually do like, you know, I do holidays without my laptop. So I literally, I mean, I still take my iPad, you know. Um, so I can do like light email, etc. Then I'm kind of forced to go out. And, you know, after a week, I just can't take it anymore. But, you know, once a year or once a year and a half, it's actually it's actually a good thing to do. Yeah. I I mean, I, I do quite a lot of sort of weekend breaks. It's quite a good thing in Europe because you're never like more than a couple of hours away from like a dozen different awesome cities. Um, but I quite like those, you know, like Friday to Sunday type thing. Um, but even then, I'm always, I always like, okay, right, how can I get 3G or 4G when I'm there? What's the, what's the plan to stay connected? You know, always figuring out these things, different SIM cards. I have like five different SIM cards in my passport uh, holder at the moment um, for different countries in Europe. But what yeah. do we do to just get these PayPal notifications? Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know, it just, it, it helps me kind of feel like it's still, I don't know, I, it's hard to explain why that's a, why I that's think a, it's just this thing that, like, it, it's hard in your head to still conceptualize that your business can still run if you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think that's the, uh, still for me, it's the same. It's like, I'm like, oh, it's all going to fall apart. It's just not, you know, it's just like all yeah. our automations still run. People can still check out, buy stuff, etc. cetera. It, it doesn't stress me out though. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, ha- having, uh, you know, being connected or, you know, answering these, these things. Actually, like, to be honest, one of my like secret, um, I don't know, confessions is that I actually really quite enjoy answering and handling support tickets for these things and like oh, fixing, great. fixing people's problems because <laughs> I hate it <laughs> I hate it's, it's something quite satisfying about like you know being able to resolve it resolve an issue quite because usually they're very easy when you know what you're doing but yeah, yeah. you can do that from it's now kinda, it's kind of like therapy you know <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's your job now. I, th- I think I've said too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just hate doing that. It usually interests me, and, and I like to focus on my thing. Uh, one thing as well is when I travel, just when I go out as well, like I always have my phone on me except when I'm at the gym. I don't have my phone at the gym at all. Nobody can reach me. Uh, people can wait two hours. Uh, and this, uh, this phone we have, which is uh, Nexus 6P, has like a, a cool fast charging function. So like in like 45 minutes, you can get like half your battery even more. Uh, and I have like a really big battery pack thing. So I, it's like pretty much impossible for me to run out of battery, even if I just have the screen turned on all day. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'm, unless I'm at the gym, it's like I actually see the emails coming in, etc. Cool. So how do you cope with the ups and downs of of like business, you know, the the question originally that Andreas asked was Google updates specifically. Uh, it doesn't really affect us too much anymore. No, I think the thing is like just to pay yourself regularly and look at your bank account, not the business bank account. It's like, and then when you can afford it, and then it's like, well, you know, as long as my personal bank account is all right, then you know I have time to fix it up, you know, and it's like I don't care so much anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, like the ups and downs, I I would always feel it a lot more. I think because I was I always like take a really really close look at the finances and stuff, and when they're up and when they're doing like really well, it's like okay, that is satisfactory. But when they're down, it's like oh shit, it's falling apart, you know. And it it kind of spurs you to to take action. Um, so I don't think there's any like. You know, There's no magic formula, you know. The magic formula to how to deal with that. Like diversification is a thing. Like if you have um, multiple traffic sources, for example, then Google's not a thing. If you're if you're playing fairly, like by you know doing white hat properly and not and doing PBNs or anything, then you have nothing to worry about Google about uh, any Google yeah, we updates. Had years of steady yeah. traffic, you know. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when we had our agency, like at the very start, we did a lot of gray hat and we had one update that like killed 80% of our business. I mean, that was quite, quite a stressful time, but like, I, I don't know, you just deal with it. When you're, when your back's against the wall, you, it's almost like you'll push harder to find a solution for it. So I, I don't really think about these things too much or worry about them. I mean, also like we have enough cash flow now so that like a one month's problem is not going to kill yeah. anything, you know? Yeah. I think that that changes a lot of things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, you know, we live in a cheap city. Uh, we make more than the average person with a job. Uh, you know, one month of revenue can sustain us for six or more months if we want and living yep. a pretty good life. Uh, yeah, it's like because we're at this point, it's good. But it's basically like if you just make enough to survive and then you have ups and downs, I'm sure you're going to get a lot more emotional about it and don't feel guilty about it. It's just that, you know, you you need to reach that maturation point where your basic needs are taken care of, you know. Yeah, and I think what I realized as well is a lot of the time, the actual direct work you're doing, you tend not to see the effects or the rewards of it until, you know, maybe like six, 12 months down the line when things start to stack up, like all the different marketing efforts you're doing, and then it comes together, and then you really start to see big growth uh, then. So, you know, you have to be kind of okay with, that sort of delayed effect as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like uh, once again, when you reach a decent scale, it's less important. Um, but at the beginning, it's really what a lot of members find difficult. It's like I'm like, we're like, yeah, keep keep going, do this, do this, do this, and you know they do stuff, and their analytics is still flat. It's like it's very difficult for people to justify taking time away from their families, investing their money, etc., and not seeing growth at the beginning. Uh, personally, because of where we are right now, I actually love it. Because for me, that makes like the entire environment a lot less competitive because of all the people that quit so early. Um, and, and, and because we're, we're kind of in a stable position. But yeah, it's just, it's awesome if you go through it. And at the beginning, you just have to, you know, hold on and keep going, you know? Okay. So just quickly, his, those last two questions that he asked were, how do you explain your job to people who have no idea about IM? And do you think you'll be doing this or something similar in 5, 10, 20 years? Uh, how do we explain this to someone that doesn't do uh, in-the-term marketing? I mean, I just explained that we're building audiences and we're selling relevant products to them. It's basically, and I'm like, look, we use Facebook and Google and all these things to drive people to our website. People sign up to the email list. Then we offer relevant products and it's either our products or we get paid a commission to sell someone else's products. It's like most people get that part, you know? Yeah. I whenever I'm explaining to like, you know, grandparents or pe- people who don't use computers, I always just say it's basically like uh 
internet version of a magazine. So, you know, we produce content, people read it, and we can make money off of the audience that we gather by, you know, advertising and selling things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty simple. What was the other question? Um, do you think do you think you'll still be doing this in five, ten, or twenty years time? Um, Assuming yeah. artificial intelligence hasn't taken over, you know. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably we'll all be dead. But uh, if we're not, uh, <laughs> if we're not, yeah, I think uh, I think people will still consume content in one way or another. It will be probably very different. Uh, the ways we acquire traffic will be different. The types of content we publish will be very different. But people will still look for information. And uh, there would be need to be someone to provide it to them. Yeah, I can't. I mean, in fifty or a hundred years, I think it will change very. It'll be very, very different to, to even that. But five, ten, twenty years, I think it's you know it's an interesting tra uh, trajectory that it's on. More and more people are entering the market. There's more and more big players. I think that you know traditional media is going to continue to somewhat decline. And, you know, even very recently, you know, the, the fact that like YouTube's gotten so big, um, you know, where TV used to be like the, the main thing, um, it's, it's just interesting to see how that go. But I mean, all this stuff kind of is interrelated and overlaps and I'm sure we're going to be in or around it for, for the next 20 years. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, like we're kind of like building up a lot of experience on like how people interact with content and so on. And, you know, I'm not excluding that, you know, one day some big company that needs some kind of like content expert team, like it makes an acquisition or whatever. Like there, there could be so many ways that uh, we can bring value. It's not necessarily what we want to do, but like, you know, there are more and more brands and big players that are coming into this. And also uh, there's not that many people connected to the internet now. There's like 1 billion people, you know, and there is like 7 billion people in, in the world, right? So there is a potential for a 7x growth plus the growth of the population to happen. And big people, big players like Facebook and Google are making this happen. And that uh, means that we're still far from maturation, I think. Okay. Uh, so anything else you want to add to, uh, to all that we've talked about? Any other points that you uh, Actually, not really. It's like... We went through most things in my life, which are, which is a very simple life, but I like to keep it simple to get productive. It's like one thing, it's like I was just with my family in France and they have way more complicated lives. And I realized that the reason I get so much done in what we do is because my life is so simple uh, everywhere else. And I like it. I want to keep it that way. Yeah. The, there's two points I want to add. One is that it's good to have some kind of like, um, mastermind or accountability kind of group that you meet with. There's loads and loads of these online, very easy to find. Um, but I, I'm in one of those, and every month we we meet and just talk about you know main things we want to do or things we want to change. Usually for me, it's I use it to sort of track and develop new habits, like you know going to the gym or flossing my teeth was a big one I worked on last year, and I, you know I do that every day now. Um, so highly recommend doing that. It's also good to get sort of like some outside perspective on what you're doing. And uh, the other one is I think it's a really good idea to have some kind of a hobby outside of your work. Um, it can When you're starting off, it can be very tempting just to forget everything you, you're doing, your social life, 
you know, anything else you're interested in, just focus on what you're working on. And that's fine. But, you know, realistically, you can only do that for so long and you get burnt out unless you, you know, take some breaks and um, at least think of other things, go for a walk, whatever, it might, go to the gym, whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, let's leave it at that point. Okay. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. I hope that gives you a little bit more of an insight on what we actually do every day. Yeah, and once again, if you want to ask us a question um, to ask uh, for us to answer in a podcast, um, or you know, a full podcast, or maybe we do a ask me anything type thing where we answer a lot of them, go to authorityhacker.com forward slash ask and uh, enter your question in there. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. for listening to the authority hacker podcast if you enjoyed this show don't forget to rate us on itunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium authority hacker training